Hello and welcome to Called Bank Sports. This is a pre-recorded episode where we filmed it, you know, at the beginning of May before the playoffs started. So we did this just to celebrate the Jazz win before it even happened. Okay, no, th- this is not live per se, but the Bucks won the championship this week, much to the dismay <laughs> of Suns fans. And Dale was kind of disappointed on that a bit more than me. Um, I was really happy to see Giannis win. I think obviously we both would have rather seen, um, you know, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert hosting that trophy. But there's always next year. So in this episode, we wanted to talk a bit about the Bucks and kind of what the Jazz can learn from them. And what we kind of learned about winning a title as a whole. So the Bucks this last offseason um, made a really big signing. They were able to re-sign Giannis um, for a five-year Supermax deal, which I don't think anyone was really expecting. I think everyone was expecting him to enter um, free agency this upcoming offseason and then possibly re-sign with the Bucks. But that signing was really big for them. And then they were also able to trade with the Pelicans to get Drew Holiday make a trade with the Rockets to get P.J. Tucker. Um, And they attempted to get Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings, but that ended up not going through due to various um, NBA rule violations. But I really don't think that's the whole story to tell on how they won this championship. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Bucs in this discussion. But there is the real discussion of if KD's foot wasn't on the line. You know, if you don't have Kyrie Irving and if you don't have James Harden both get injured in the same playoff series since that game went to overtime. uh, I mean, that series went to overtime in game seven. Like that was a close series when the Nets did not have two of their top three players. And so how much of winning a title is luck just overall? And Dale, a while back, me and you were just. chatting on our own and we talked about asterisks next to nba um, championships and i just kind of wanted to get like your feel on which championships have asterisks and i'm sure a lot of you have seen different things have been going on i know someone made a list of every championship back to the first nba championship and put an asterisk next to every single one (laughs) i feel i feel like some of those are definitely like a little bit of a stretch um i know like I, I went back and through the 90s, and it's tough for some of Jordan's championships to find one, but uh, like so others, he has them. So I feel like most champions, they're like things have to go right that are out of your control. Every year, there's going to be I don't know five teams, five six teams who are are really in the running, feel like they have the shot, and they think that they can win a championship this year, and everything has to go right for that team. Like it's rare where everything is smooth sailing for all the teams, and it's just whoever is the best team. I feel like, and so the Bucks, we saw them the past two, three seasons being the best team in the league, and then just something went wrong in the playoffs last year. Giannis got hurt, and they got beat in the first round, which was rough, and everyone thought that was game over. And so, kind of what I learned about this asterisk thing is, don't like, don't get too caught up in this year. Because if the yeah. like, I know a lot of Bucks fans got too caught up in last year when they lost in the first round, and they were thinking, "Crap, let's blow this up." Um, and I'm like, obviously not get rid of Giannis, but like, what are we doing? Will the, will this even win? There's been there was a lot of talk 
can Giannis be the best player on a championship team? I remember I was on a Zoom call with other like YouTube YouTube NBA creators, and all of them were talking about how there's no way Giannis can be the best player on a championship team. And here, a couple months later, he is the best player on a championship team. So I feel like it's easy to get too caught up in that moment, but I I feel like watching how the Bucks did it is a perfect roadmap to kind of follow for the Jazz. And the tough part is we you have to accept that sometimes there's just going to be a better super team in the way. And if they if they don't get injured or if they don't get a fluke loss to another team, sometimes that's just how it works. But your chance will come up eventually. Yeah. It's, it's kind of how the Bucks went for it. And it worked this year. Are they going to be able to repeat? That's a whole nother question. I think that's a that's a really tough chance that that happens. No, I really agree with you on that whole repeat thing. And just in general, you need to position yourself to have a chance, which I feel like the Jazz did this year. They ended up getting a really terrible matchup for them in the Clippers, which I really think was probably the worst matchup they could have they could have got. We were all scared of the Lakers. And I mean, assuming the Jazz are going to make cha- um, at least some changes and the Lakers are going to make some changes. We're never going to know how the Jazz would have fared against this Lakers team like we they played three times all of all three times the lakers were missing key players the jazz were missing key players in some of them like we will never know what would have happened there but we do know that the clippers were deep enough and built in a way that they were able to beat the jazz you know coupled with donovan mitchell and um mike conley both being injured that really hurt the jazz's opportunities um to be able to get past it so that's the real question like the Jazz look at it and you're like, well, if we had Denver in the second round, I think the Jazz are able to win that series. So if the Suns get the Clippers in the second round when Kawhi Leonard is, you know, available for, I think, what, three of those games, then what happens to the Suns? Like so much of the NBA fine of the NBA championships are those coin flips, those asterisks per se. And there are some hills I will die on on asterisks that are bigger than others. Like the Suns were a really good team this year. But they had an asterisk in every single series um, up until the finals. And it looked like Giannis wasn't going to play the finals, just like everyone thought, which was a really big asterisk. So as Jazz fans, this year is really was kind of discouraging after the Clippers lost because it's like, well, if we can't beat the Clippers, if we can't keep a 25-point lead, what's going on here? Like, what are the Jazz going to do? How are they going to win? But taking a step back and saying, well, everyone wondered how the Bucks were going to win these last couple of years. Everyone thought that the Bucks had no shot. They're like, I mean, I remember you and I were discussing at the beginning of the playoffs. We're like, yeah, the Bucks are good, but dang, like we could see this going seven and we could see them losing to the Heat. I mean, one sweep later yeah. and like they end up beating the Nets, which again, you predicted I didn't, but, and they did definitely get some help with, from Ben Simmons. <laughs> and because of that, they got to play the Atlanta Hawks in the conference championship. But overall, asterisks are going to happen and you're going to need to make moves like the Bucks did. And they made some big moves and we can discuss how that translates to Utah. But it's, it's definitely um, showing how it's right place, right time. You're rarely, I don't think we're going to see a lot more teams in the NBA Um, like the Golden State Warriors or like the Miami Heat. I think that the talent level has just skyrocketed. 
and the fact that you said every year there's like four to six teams um, that think they have a chance. Well, this year, I'd argue there was 10 to 12. And maybe that's a bit on the high end. But next year, it's the same thing. And the fact that mm-hmm. now we're looking at like a third of the league thinks they can win, and that's not absurd, that that's crazy to me. Yeah, and and to go with it, like we keep talking about the changes the Bucks made. Um, I know probably by the time you get to this point in the video, there's probably going to be someone in the comment section who points out, hey, last year in the bubble, we, we blew that lead against the Nuggets and we lost the series. This year in game six, we had a lead and we blew it. And so we're, yeah. we're not saying, hey, the Jazz roster was perfect. We just need to wait for things to line up uh, because the, the Bucks didn't do that either. The Bucks looked and said, hey, we really don't have the strongest point guard. We need to go get a point guard. Uh, and then they, they went and and so they got Drew Holiday. And he wasn't like the greatest scorer in the world, but his defense really changed the Sun series. I didn't watch most of the Buck series, so I can't comment too much on how Drew Holiday impacted most of the other series. But in the championship, Drew Holiday made a huge difference. And in, in Game 7 with the Nets, they... Picked up P.J. Tucker mid midseason game seven with the Nets. P.J. Tucker did an amazing job at making it tough for Kevin Durant. Obviously, Kevin Durant did what he did and was incredible. But without P.J. Tucker, I don't know if the Bucks even make it to the conference finals. So yeah. this is something that like, we know the Jazz. They, we we don't trade draft picks very often, which I know there's a weird situation where it's tough for us to trade but draft picks right now. Um, right now we can't trade draft picks. I don't know the whole story, but it's something to do with Memphis still having our pick from the Mike Conley trade. And they have to, I think we can after this draft, but yeah, right now we can't. Yes. <clears throat> so we, and historically we haven't. Yeah, um, no, totally. But that's something, and the Bucks didn't go crazy with it, but they did throw some draft picks into trades. And historically we don't get midseason pickups Jordan Clarkson was an exception because that was just too good of a deal to pass. Um, but the Bucks look and, looked and saw P.J. Tucker, and they went after him, and that made a huge deal. So I feel like I know midseason trades, a lot of times they don't end up as good as we wish they, as as we think they could. Yeah. And, and making win-now risky moves, trading draft picks or other assets, it's always scary to do that. But I feel like the Jazz don't need to go all in on any of those moves, just like the Bucks didn't go crazy and make four or five different deals. But if we if we go out and make strategic moves, whether it's off season or mid season, even if it's giving giving away someone like Joe Ingles, who I would hate to see leave, but he's he's going to start exiting his prime soon. And he has and a we, lot of value. Like we need to extend and he's a shooter, so we can we can get something for him and he's on a decent contract, so yeah. we can make the money work. So I feel like the Jazz need to be looking at changes. They don't need to reset the roster and we don't need to feel like this whole shooting threes all the time and being the best offense in the league just isn't working for us. We just need to change the personnel a little bit to to make that be a championship team rather than just a regular season team. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not getting my hopes up as a Jazz fan. I don't think they're going to get the one seed again this year. Um, Getting the one seed in back-to-back years isn't nearly as hard as repeating as champion. But it's definitely difficult, and it's up there. And I was listening to a podcast that was 
going through each team in the NBA and saying whether or not they'd have a worse season than last year. And they went through the top six teams in the, in the West, you know, from the jazz to Portland and said that they thought they'd have a worse season than last year because (laughs) (laughs) the West is just so deep. And then you get to the Lakers. Yeah. The Warriors are coming back. Then you get to the Lakers and it's like, well, they were riddled by so many injuries that they, they have to do somewhat better. Like Memphis is young, so they'll improve. Spurs will probably do like the same. And so, yeah, the West is going to be really competitive this year. And frankly, um, my hopes as a Jazz fan is that they get home court advantage in the first round. Like that's pretty much the hope that I have. And I think the hope that we should have for the future since they're definitely capable of getting the one seed again. But I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah, if we as Jazz fans, you know, like if you want to be successful in the playoffs, I mean, remember <laughs> the teams that made it, well, the Bucks, the first year that they didn't have the best record in the NBA in the last three years is the year they won it. So how important really is that regular season success? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And I feel like it was because the Bucks were willing to experiment is, is my take on that. Like, yeah, they were like, okay, we can lose a few games here. As long as we keep that home court advantage, we'll be ready for the playoffs. Uh, and they, really no, interesting and stuff, it. though. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Jazz do. Um, we haven't really talked about the draft, which is this week, and that's because the Jazz have a 30th overall <laughs> pick. And and Nate and I, we were, we were talking before this, and we just kind of want to see the Jazz let that pick go, uh, turn it into a future pick. Or um, I, I don't think they, I don't know if they have a specific trade deal ready for anything, but that's something to throw into a trade uh, yeah. because on draft day, we could trade our pick and that's yeah. the only pick we, we have to trade right now. So um, I would like to see something like that happen or trade it for future as future picks that we could throw into trades later. And the main reason behind this is because the jazz are already going to be in the luxury tax, no matter what happens. And if they end up signing Conley again or doing a sign and trade, they're going to bite the bullet on, I think I was seeing somewhere that if the Jazz end up adding $25 million more to their um, to their roster, whether it's via signing Conley or sign-and-trade, they're going to have to pay $65 million to the league. Ouch. And that that's crazy to me. Like, you'll look at it, and their roster is probably going to be around somewhere between $150, $160 million. So the fact that they're going to be paying like 40% of that, additional to the league is absolutely insane to me. So yeah, even though the 30th pick obviously is the cheapest guaranteed contract, it's still a guaranteed contract. And once you kind of get up there, it's a crap shoot. So if you were able to somehow trade back down to like the low thirties or even the mid thirties, chances are the jazz can get who they would want. And even then whoever they get, isn't going to be a contributor right now. So that's um, the draft just really isn't that big for the jazz. The only thing that we could maybe see is them doing a package where all of a sudden Joe Ingles and that 30th pick are, you know, going to Charlotte for Gordon. Hay. no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's what we could end up seeing as a package on draft night. But overall I'm expecting the jazz to trade that. And we can just take a look at some second round picks and see what, and take a flyer on a guy. Yeah, and I think there's and there's good talent in this draft. Um, I, 
this I remember this draft has been talked about for about three years now. Yeah. About how this one was supposed to be a really, really good draft. Um so here it is. So I'm I don't know if the Jazz will be able to benefit much from that. We, uh, but <laughs> it'll be fun to watch this draft grow up. And if we do get a second round pick, we may get someone who's a a solid sixth or seventh man, or maybe even we get a gem who can be a regular starter in the league. So here's my hot take that um, is not jazz related, but honestly, the more that I've heard about Kate Cunningham and done an, you know, an in-depth statistical analysis, and that's just listening to some other people talk about him, but like, um, not to get too deep. I do not expect Kate Cunningham to be that good. Like, interesting. I think he's going to be like an Andrew Wiggins type first round pick. So that's my hot take. Anyone who's listened this long, you know, can come at me with that later. <laughs> but I, I don't expect to see him be that successful. So honestly, I think Detroit should probably look to move down a spot or two. And if they're able to shift that to someone who wants it and move down a spot or two and pick up who someone who's probably should be the number one pick. But it seems like Kane Cunningham is going to end up there no matter what. So, if if that's true and Detroit thinks that, then they should one hundred percent move it because everyone thinks Kate is the next Luca. So yeah, they could get a lot for that pick. No, it's they definitely could. I do not expect to see he's just there's a lot to it. But we'll get to what everyone's been waiting for. The thing that I forgot to tease at the beginning of the episode, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) but we have the winner to the NBA bracket um, challenge and the winner is a tie. So (laughs) I'm sorry. That's terrible. Um, so know my flow and see Chivers tied, um, on their brackets. So we're going to be reaching out to them via email to get that squared away. And we will pin the winner to the top of this comment section when we end up getting a winner. So they're going to get um, a jazz team store gift card. Whoever wins will get a jazz team store gift card. And we plan on doing this next year too. So we're going to keep doing these NBA bracket um, challenges. And we also would love to do a giveaway when we get to a thousand subscribers. So please, if you haven't subscribed, do that, leave a like, leave a comment and go jazz.